Let's go. All right, we're here for part two of our Ask RJS episode. I got so much feedback this week, I was not able to fit it all in one episode. So that means that we get a Sunday episode as well. And uh, for that, I say thank you. And for those of you uh, who are sitting home looking for eggs and stuff, well, you can look for them while you listen to me talk about video games. So let's get right into everything Uh, For those of you that don't know, you can get your thoughts, your ideas on the show by using the hashtag on Twitter, AskRJS, and I include your thoughts on the Saturday show. And now, of course, because I got so much feedback this week, uh, it's spilling over into a Sunday show as well. So thank you, everybody uh, who sends in ideas for things for me to talk about. I just have so much fun interacting with all of you. Uh, if you did not know, we often record shows live over on twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And in addition to that, you can get all of uh, all of my other shows over at, twi- uh, over at runjumpstomp.com slash shows. And one last thing before we get started is you can join the Patreon with lots of other awesome people. Big thank you to everybody who supports the Patreon or subscribes on Twitch or as a member on YouTube, you're all awesome. And this show would not be the way that it is if not for all of you. Let's get started. I want to start with uh, a question that I asked. I said, which ARMS characters uh, do you think will join Smash Ultimate? Reply here and I will read your suggestions on the show on Saturday. Uh, so we have lots of different characters that are uh, from the ARMS fighting game, which every time I look at these pictures, it makes me want to try that game again. It's so, so good, and I just haven't had a chance to play it in a long time. But uh, we've got a bunch of different replies. I won't read every single one, but let's see what people said. Lloyd Hannison, who's a very good friend of mine, uh, he is actually a co-host of mine on our, uh, a show called StadiaCast, and he has a cool uh, new Animal Crossing podcast, which I was just on. It's called Crossing Animals, so make sure you check that out. But he says, one of the floor bouncers from that stage I played once, he's shooting for something wackier than Piranha Plant. So <laughs> I think Lloyd is saying that he doesn't think it's going to be an actual ARMS character. I think he means that that he thinks it's going to be something other than one of the characters that you can play. I don't think that that's true. I think that Lloyd's wrong about that, but I also know Lloyd and he could be being sarcastic with this comment. Sarcasm needs a font on the internet. Jordan Williams replied. He says, it's definitely all of them like the Koopa kids and like hero. That's why they needed extra time to develop because each character needs uh, to be rendered, rendered and animated. And while I think that there's a very good chance that Jordan is right about that, the thing that I want to make sure that everybody understands is that each character in ARMS plays very, very differently. So because they play so differently, I don't know that it works quite that way. That being said, if I'm wrong, that's totally fine. And I would be happy to be uh, able to be represented by, you know, bark and bite this time. Yeah, like, okay, let's take a second. How would they represent bark and bite with the same character that you would 
with, say, Ribbon Girl because they play so differently. Bark and Bite can attack from multiple directions unless, unless you play as, say, Springman and you can switch to, we'll say, uh, Max Brass. But then when you do your ultimate, it summons in all of the different arms characters. I don't know. I think that... I think that there's a possibility there, but I also think that it's it's unlikely because they all play so differently. Uh, the Ganson plays says, I hope a majority of them make it into the game in the form of Echo Fighters. I hope this isn't a cop-out answer. I don't think it's a cop-out answer either. And I do think that that answer is different than what Jordan Williams is saying. An Echo Fighter means that each character is played as a or or is designed as an, an inherently different character with extreme similarities between them but slight tweaks kind of like how Simon Belmont and Richter Belmont play a little bit differently. Uh we'll look at one more. Uh Wilfred says Ninjara or Twintel. Uh I I'm not sure how I feel about I don't I know Ninjara was super pop, well I don't see them selecting Ninjara or Twintel when they could go with Springman or Ribbon Girl because they just feel more like mascots than Ninjara or Twintel do. Even though I understand that Ninjara and and Twintel are incredibly popular characters. Anyway, thanks everybody who sent in ideas. I think that they're very interesting ideas, even if I don't agree with all of them. People in the industry say Nintendo simply has the best games. The next question that I asked was in response to E3 being canceled. I was thinking about what would be happening, like what would Nintendo do now that E3 is canceled? And obviously they'll have their regular Nintendo Direct like they do every year. But something else that they have every year is the digital or is the Treehouse event where uh, that's usually on the show floor. And they will have developers come and they all sit next to each other on a couch and play a game. And so I asked the question last week. I said, do you think that Nintendo will do a digital treehouse event like during June, like they have at E3 in the past, but in a digital format? Uh, And 84% of people who uh, responded to that tweet said yes. 15% said no. Um, Nikki or Bowser 13, she says, I wish it would be earlier, but June is better than never. Jezebeli says, I'm thinking so. Uh, Carol, uh, Laporte says, let's hope so. Nintendo is used to doing their own thing by not following what other console companies do. And Grills, (laughs) Von Sizzle, that's a funny name. He says, I think that the gaming industry will try to find ways to keep the spirit of the event alive, even with it being canceled this year. IGN has already announced that they are doing something like this. It would be cool to see other companies follow suit. So, again, I think Nintendo will do their regular Nintendo Direct. The thing about the Treehouse, and why I, I think it may be unlikely for them to do a digital Treehouse event, is because the the thing about the treehouse is usually it's a you're sitting on a couch next to somebody and playing a game with that other person. And a lot of Nintendo games tend to focus on local multiplayer with less of a focus on um, online multiplayer. 
so it kind of gets difficult for them to accomplish the same thing that they could in a treehouse. Now, that being said, they could show off single player games. They could show off online multiplayer games. And I think that that would be fine, but it, uh, doing a digital treehouse as opposed to a physical treehouse might limit the games that they can show off. You know, in addition to that, it's important to note that uh, last episode, I did have a listener who knows people that work at Nintendo reach out to me and say, there's games that have not been announced that have been delayed. Obviously, it's not really a delay in 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 the idea that they're not hitting the the announced date because these are unannounced games and and so you can't really delay a game that was never announced but they had these these games that they were going to be announcing and now they're not going to be announcing anytime soon due to the covid-19 stuff and i think that uh, I think that the COVID-19 is going to have a much bigger impact on the second half of 2020 than many were expecting, uh, or at least many who are casual observers of the video game industry. So anyway, thank you everybody for the replies. Paperboy from Mindscape for your Nintendo Entertainment System. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Sylvester Valderrama tweeted this at me. It was a, it's a video from I Justine talking about uh, Lego Mario. She actually got to talk to one of the creators who's been working on it. And uh, the, the basically, first off, go watch it because it's cool. Uh, secondly, she talks about, I'm, I'm a little confused because she talks about how obviously Mario doesn't lose lives when you're playing with the set. Uh, but you have, you, you build your set and then you have 60 seconds to get from one side of the set to the other and pick up as many coins as you can. Now, if you put Mario on uh, a blue, uh, piece of Lego, he's got sensors in his feet, which indicate that that's water. And so the little screen on his, uh, chest will indicate, Oh, Mario's in water. Now that's bad. If you put him on red, that's fire or lava. So you know it'll indicate fire on his the little screen on his chest. And rather than losing lives, you lose time, which makes perfect sense. However, I struggle to understand how, like, if you're trying to get the high score, how you would accidentally set him down on the blue or the red, and I know that this is a system, this is a toy that is made for kids, but I think even kids, after two or three times using it, would say, okay, I do less well when he touches the blue or the red, so I'm going to not touch the blue or the red. Um, Maybe this indicates that the 
game is aimed for very, very small kids, in which case those kind of things would be more important. But it just seems to me it's too easy, too simple, especially for $70. Now, what did Sylvester have to say? Well, he said, I watched this video on the Mario Lego set, and while it's a little childish looking, I don't like the word childish myself. I prefer um, it's kid-friendly. While it's very kid-friendly, I think the thing is pretty awesome, is what he says. Uh, Great way to limit screen time for kids, but also still fall in love with video games. And I think that that is kind of what Nintendo is going for. They know that there are parents who don't want their kids playing video games. However, to still expose those same kids to the character, the intellectual property of Mario is good for the future of Nintendo because those kids will eventually get older and they'll be like, oh, hey, I remember playing with this Mario fella when I had when I was, you know, five years ago or something. Can you buy me this new Mario thing? And that makes a lot of sense for Nintendo. It, this the every everything that I see about the Lego Mario thing seems incredibly cool, but very much not for me. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I'm perfectly fine not getting this ever. But if I had really young kids in the house, then I would pick it up. Now, having said that, there's going to be people out there who hear me and they're like, well, you know, I'm 35 and I'm going to get it because I think it's cool. And I also think it's cool. I just think that I would find it boring. And if you don't find it boring, then there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, It's just not for me. Although I think that the, the way Mario's face is animated when you play with this is so incredibly cool. I know that we're recording an audio podcast right now. Uh, please go to the show notes for episode 505. Even though this is 505 part two, it's still the same show notes as episode 505. And check out the video because you've got to see uh, exactly what's going on with uh, his face because it's so expressive. It reminds me very much of the expressiveness of Toon Link when we first saw him in Wind Waker. All right, we all saw it. We saw the PS5 controller. They call it the DualSense controller. It has a built-in microphone so that you can uh, it, so, so that you can use voice chat without having to have your headset plugged in. It's got some adaptive triggers, so when you pull back a bowstring, a bowstring, a bowstring, for instance, the the further you pull in the trigger, the 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 more resistance there is, like that kind of thing. Very very cool. Um, we've seen what it finally looks like, and so I asked the question on uh, Twitter with uh, with all kinds of autocorrect nonsense as well. I said, do you like the look of the PS5 controller? They called it the Dual Sense. It has built-in microphone and is and is rumored to also be able to measure your heart rate. Let me know what you think about it, and I will discuss it on the show. 60% of people said it looks rad. 40% of people said it looks bad. Uh, so 
I'm curious what everybody out, out there thinks about it. You can reply and let me know. Let's see what um, people are saying. Mikey B. Playing says, it looks fine to me. I'm worried about how the about how the buttons and D-pad will feel. They look more flush. Uh, and it, uh, but then he looked again and says, oh no, when you, when you see the top view, it looks like it's a flat controller, which would be terrible. Okay. But when you look at at it from the side, you can see that the buttons actually bump up. Now, when I look at these buttons, they make me think more of an Xbox controller. And I will say this, the Xbox one controller, I don't like the face buttons on the Xbox One controller. I don't like them at all. They're rounded. I prefer the big, wide, flat controllers. I'm sorry, flat um, uh, face buttons that we have like on the Nintendo Switch. It's got big, wide, flat face buttons. The PS4 has big, wide, flat face buttons. I think that that looks better. These buttons look a little more rounded, which I don't like, but... By looking at a controller, it's really hard to see what it would feel like in your hand. So, for instance, when I first got my eyes on the DualShock 4, I thought, oh, that D-pad looks like garbage. I'm not going to like it. It's fine. It's really good. It's a good D-pad. When I first looked at the D-pad of the Switch Pro Controller, I said, oh, that that looks fantastic. Uh, It's going to be awesome. Well, that D-pad's not so hot. Uh, so when I first looked at the Joy-Cons, I said to myself, the D-pad on the Joy-Cons is going to be a disaster and the controllers themselves are going to be too small for my hands. I was worried that it wasn't going to be comfortable to play. And I was kind of right when I play in handheld mode, but when when you put take the, the Joy-Cons off the side and put them in the grip, it's perfectly fine. There's There's nothing bad about how it feels. So for me, I th- I'm going to obviously hold back judgment until I get a PS5 controller in my hand. I will say this. It's got USB-C, which I love. Everything USB-C all day long. It makes me very, very happy to see. Uh, Jason Curtis replied. They said, I really like it. Before Stadia came along and tied up all my gaming time, I was like a PlayStation dude. I would have, I've had every generation and this controller looks familiar. They haven't changed it too much, but it still made it look modern. I think, I think that may be why I like, I took two Stadia so easily. It is very similar to the Stadia controller. A lot of people are comparing the DualSense controller to the Xbox One controller. And I think it's much more in line with what the Stadia controller is like. Otter Scotch says, if you asked me, at first glance, I'd have said it looks like an Xbox controller. Uh, Perry David says, I dislike the contours of the dual tone. I would have preferred the face to be one color and the bottom another. I love the shape. It looks more comfortable and ergonomic than the PS4 controller. I wish it split in two like the Joy-Con, but I'm glad they're innovating. Um, so I'm going to talk about the the coloring for a second. I also hate the way that they colored this controller. Um, It looks, uh, it makes me worry that they're going, like that this is the design aesthetic that they're going for with this particular system where it's got a two-tone black and white. And I do not like white consoles. Remember when the Wii came out and it was a white console? It looked bad underneath the TV. 
it looked garish underneath the TV. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. I like my consoles to be kind of a kind of fade away so that you don't even notice them there. Um, and you look at the Nintendo Switch. The Nintendo Switch has the colored Joy-Cons, which I love as a portable system. I don't like it sitting underneath the TV like that. I, I'm not a fan of that. That being said, that's what we have downstairs, and it it does kind of fade away into the background after a while. I just don't notice it anymore, but I'm not a fan of those two-tone colors on... Um, I'm sorry, on the PS5 controller. That doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just not for me. Uh, Angie says, it looks meh. To be honest, I don't really care. I don't stare at the controller a lot when I play. And that's not really what I was asking. I was asking, do you think it looks comfortable? And I do think it looks comfortable. Uh, Branston says, hey, Bill, the controller looks like a PS4 and Xbox One were in lockdown. <laughs> in lockdown together with no internet and this is the result great show dude branston thank you very much for making me laugh let the radio shack trs80 put the world of color computing into your home hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So last week, I asked a question about Animal Crossing New Horizons. Actually, no, this was two, two or three days ago. I was recording one of the regular shows and we were talking about if you if traveling to another island in Animal Crossing who has time traveled to a time when they had good turnip prices and selling was cheating or not and reply with your reasons 57% of people who uh responded to the tweet said uh yes it was cheating and 42% said it's cool man uh, let's see what everybody thinks. First off, Nintendork says, I personally think it's cheating, but the developer said it's not, so I guess that's that. Nakashima says, I'd say it depends on my knowledge of it. I wouldn't knowingly do so because I'd consider that cheating. However, the way others enjoy their game doesn't bother me. They might see it entirely differently, and that's okay. I don't want to do it, so I don't. Easy as that. Um, let's see, Darkwing says, I say it's cheating but it's just cheating yourself out of the experience the game developers intended. If someone wants to, cool, but don't expect me to be impressed that you've accomplished in your game, social media braggers. <laughs> um, Joel Thompson says, do you, do you know that they are time traveling? If so, time traveling is cheating. And that's a good point. Like if I'm not aware that they have time traveled, then it's not my fault. However, at the time I was completely aware. So I guess I was a cheater. Uh, Tom Ferguson said, I once cheated in New Leaf and got unlimited money and it ruined my experience so much that I restarted. I advise pay people not to, but if people want to, I can't stop them from having fun. And we'll read one more. Uh, and this one's from Austin Johnson. He says, let me give you an example. If someone came up and said, hey, man, I'm going to go rob a bank and I'm going to give you some of the money. But don't worry, no matter what, you won't get in trouble for it. Would you be okay with that? Obviously, this is just a game we're talking about. 
Uh, and and he makes a good point. Uh, basically, I know that they are breaking the rules, and I am benefiting from them breaking the rules. So I guess it is cheating. Uh, although I did not expect the uh, the vote to be split quite so evenly, fifty seven to forty two percent. Uh, that is really, really even in my opinion. I expected it to be way higher on the it's cheating and uh, way lower on the it's cool man. Buy the Sega Genesis that comes with Sonic 1 and get Sonic 2 free. Act now. Our final discussion of the day uh, comes to us from our community Discord. Again, if you haven't joined the Discord, it's over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. And basically, let me see, who was it? Somebody said, it was Enzyme Zero in the Discord said, Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. You have to pick one to be just straight up released on the Switch, kind of like emulation. You get one to get a resolution upgrade, and one to be remade from the ground up. I'm paraphrasing their, their idea. Vote for which one gets a total remake, and reply with your ideas for the rest I will discuss on next Saturday. So if you want to be part of this discussion, then I'm at Run Jump Stomp on Twitter. You can find this, and uh, you, you can also just go to runjumpstomp.com. This is episode, or this is part of the episode 505 show notes. You can find that this is the, the last um, tweet on the show notes. And uh, you can reply with that, and I will discuss all of your ideas about what you want to happen on next episode. Again, we got Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Sunshine, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. Which one do you want to just straight up be emulated on the Switch? When do you, which one do you want to get an up res? And which one do you want to be remade from the ground up? Uh, let me know by replying to that tweet. And uh, that's it for today's episode of uh, Ask RJS, our little bonus episode, which comes out on Sunday. Uh, become a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can also watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me by email uh, or by Twitter at runjumpstomp and use that hashtag AskRJS to get your ideas on the show. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want to check out the other shows on the network, go to gstu.net. That's gstu.net. And if you want to support the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, I do want to point out that I recently, um, on Tuesday, I will be putting out the final episode of Season 2 of 143 pixels so that will be season two completely done if you've never listened to 143 pixels it is a show about games we love every episode i have a friend that comes on the show that friend picks a game that they love and we talk about it for a little bit i intro the game i intro the person we talk about it and uh i i'm really really proud of it we're just about done with season two last episode of season two comes out on Tuesday, I hope that you will check it out. Head on over to run, um, sorry, anchor.fm slash one four three, or you can just go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Thank you for listening, and I will see you all next time. Until then, stay safe, stay home, and be awesome. <laughs>